On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cody Foger, joined by two indie natives, fantasy football guys, Alec and Vic. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on the show. How are you guys doing? Man, we're good, man. Thanks for having us, man. Bring the Juice, one of my favorite podcasts, especially since it's Colts. So thanks for having us. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, before we start, let our listeners know a little bit about you guys. You know, how did you get into fantasy football? Um, and really, what's your background into it? Yeah, we're the Dynasty Bros. Um, so we play fantasy year-round. Essentially, that's what Dynasty is. Um, mm-hmm. You got two formats. Redraft is annual. But uh, we play year-round. And uh, my, my co-host here, my co-bro, you know, we, we've been playing fantasy since, for me, going back to 2012. And, you know, we just have a passion for it and decided to launch our podcast. So we've uh, launched last August. We just hit our one-year anniversary. And, yeah, haven't looked back since. That's Besides awesome. that one time, that one time. We got over that. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, it's certainly – last year was certainly a great year to, to start podcasting, I guess. I mean, we both started last year. And, you know, for the love of football, man, it's, it's just so much fun. And football's right around the corner, 17 days from when we're recording this, probably 16 by the time this podcast goes up tomorrow. Um, but, guys, I wanted to talk strictly Colts football and fantasy football and how – you know, different, the different players on the Colts, how they stack up in fantasy, how some of our listeners, you know, if they're starting to do some drafts, where they should take some of these Colts players. So we'll start with the most important position in football, the quarterback position. The Colts obviously felt like they needed to make an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett this past year. They go out, they sign a 38-year-old quarterback, Phillip Rivers. <laughs> he played 17 seasons with the Chargers. And now Rivers is a Colt. Um, they pay him $25 million, so they believe that he can take their passing attack to another level. But from a fantasy perspective, where do you guys stand on Phillip Rivers? Yeah, I do want to start with, you know, NFL production doesn't always translate into fantasy. So, of course, fantasy football, it's a sport or it's a game within a game. Um, so I just want the listeners to keep that in mind. But for me, um, I have Phillip Rivers as a low-end QB2 meaning he will finish between a QB 13 or a QB 24, but more so on the back end, only because, I mean, we know the motto, run the damn ball. So, yeah. you know, based on that philosophy, it doesn't require Fields to throw a lot. So, based on that, he's going to be leaning on the run game. So, I just have him finishing on the back end. Yeah, man. And uh, I actually think bringing in Phillip was smart because, one, he's never played with an offensive line like ours. So, I think that uh, mm-hmm. minimized a lot of the interceptions he threw. And then you just think about our weapons, man. We have capable pass-catching tight ends. We have a big receiver in Pittman. We have field stretchers. We have the vet in T.Y. Heem Hines is my guy this year in PPR. You know, just – I don't know, man. I think Phillip just fits in with what we need. I'm not saying he's some great quarterback, but in uh, in our system, I think he's going to fit in perfectly. I think he'll be a good NFL QB better than fantasy, though, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of where Derek and I have said we felt like Philip Rivers is probably going to be, you know, between that 13 to whatever range, like a middle of the pack type of quarterback. 
Uh, the great thing is, you know, last year, obviously, with the Chargers, he didn't really have a whole lot around him. I mean, the team was struggling. It seemed like more often than not, they were behind in games. He had to go out there and he had to throw it 40, 50 times in order to keep them in games. So it seems like, you know, with all those things you guys talked about, it'll certainly help him out and hopefully help him be more efficient. And obviously, hopefully, hopefully will help the Colts uh, improve on their seven, seven wins last year. So let's move on to the running backs. You mentioned the Colts have a lot of help in the running attack. Last year, they finished seventh in the league in rushing yards. They add Jonathan Taylor this year in the second round. They have Marlon Mack, who played, I believe he played 14 games last year. So he missed a couple of games. Um, he's never really played 16 games up to this point in his career. Where do you guys stand on the running backs? And also, Naheem Hines, you mentioned, where do you guys stand on these running backs? And how do you think it's going to shake out? Because we know the Colts, like, are going to probably try to do a running back by committee approach. We saw that with Frank Reich in Philadelphia for a couple of years. Where do you guys stand on these Colts running backs from a fantasy perspective? Go ahead, Doc. All right, I'll take it. Look, as much as we love Jonathan Taylor, and me and Vic love some Jonathan Taylor, have him in a lot of different leagues, we're realists, man. And Marlon Mack deserved a role, and he's going to get it to start, man. The, you said running back by committee. He was the running back 14 in fantasy last year, and that's not even playing all the games. And he was banged up in some. But behind our offensive line, he's utilized well. And I also think um, – Naheem Hines is going to get played just because I like Phillip Rivers, and he's kind of a dink and dunk quarterback. So I think he will get targets out the backfield. Here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is going to take over that backfield eventually, man. I think talent wins out, man. So Marlon Mack is probably playing his last year as a running back for the Colts, and it's not a bad thing. You know, he, he, he was okay. He's just never going to play a full workload of games in a year. And we went and got a, you know, a, a world-class talent athlete and player and Jonathan Taylor, man, I think he'll win out eventually. So, yeah, just to add on, um, I have Mac, uh, like you said, starting off as the veteran back, um, given the pandemic. So he definitely has an edge there. So with these critical moments, whether we need a crucial third down conversion or a crucial score, I'm expecting to see Marlon Mack in there, just given he's, he's done it. He's been there. Uh, but of course, Taylor, he's capable, as we all know, he's a talented uh, runner coming out of college. Um, and of course, Max coming off his first thousand yard season, rushing season. So, you know, you can't just you know, disregard that. So you definitely got to keep him involved from that standpoint. But again, Cody, I'm going back to your point about the health. So, of course, last year he played 14 games and the year before that, 12. Um, he's, he's never seen a 16 game season. So bringing in Jonathan Taylor, that should help, you know, even out and balance out that load for him. So hopefully he can stay on the field for a full 16. Yeah, that was the hope that we've, we've said in this podcast, like, we think this can help both these guys stay relatively healthy. So if the Colts down the stretch are looking at a playoff berth, then both these guys are relatively healthy and relatively fresh. Yeah. And I think that'll just help them. And even if, you know, you said, Alec, you think this will be the last year for Mac um, with the Colts. Well, kind of looking at this free agent market, I honestly could see him coming back, but I honestly could see, you know, Taylor getting more carries as the season goes along and then him really being more of the primary back, getting more of those touches. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's also talk about your guy, Alec, Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines, we think, is going to have a <laughs> tremendous season in terms of catching the football. Last year, Austin yeah. Eckler had 90-plus catches, over 100 targets with Phillip Rivers. We think it's really going to impact his game. What are your thoughts? I'll let you go first, Alec, since you've been talking him up on this pod. Uh, what are your thoughts Look, on Naheem Hines? This is my guy, so let me make the disclaimer right now. If you're in a standard <laughs> league, don't look Naheem Hines' way. Any kind of PPR, take him. I think he's going to flirt with 70, 80 targets automatically mm -hmm. because 
Phillip Rivers throws the ball out the backfield. He needs that kind of help. He just naturally does it. I like you said, he did it to Eckler last year. But I honestly think it's not just going to be him. Like, that's what it's been. It's been Naheem Hines doing all the passing. I think Marlon Mack can catch. They're saying mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor can't catch. He can catch. Yeah. Melvin Gordon came out of school. They said he can't catch. Phillip Rivers made him a pass catching back. And I think Taylor and Mack will get some first and second down passes. But Naheem Hines, man, he's, he's a hell of a receiver out the backfield, man. I think he's going to just be peppered all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I def- yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that's what That was the point I was going to bring up about you know, the pass catching department because the Colts we've seen kind of in some of their practices so far in training camp, the running backs, you know, they, they really haven't been known outside of Naheem Hines for catching the football, but it seems like the Colts are making more of an emphasis now to get those guys more involved in the pass catching department. We've seen Mac do it a couple times, especially more in 2018. And I was looking at some Jonathan Taylor film. He can catch it too. I mean, he's no slouchy yeah. catching the football. I just think you think about how many carries he had at Wisconsin. Why would you try to throw him out there and get him even more time on the field? <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of the reasoning, but still, I think he has some potential at, at catching the football as well. And, and speaking of, that's kind of a nice segue, speaking of catching the football, the wide receiver room. This is a very intriguing room to me. A lot of potential, a lot of early investment the last couple of years the Colts have made into it. We got to start with a veteran, right? We got to start with T.Y. Hilton. You know, Throughout his career, Hilton's been pretty durable, especially considered his size. Uh, but la- the last year especially, the last couple of years, but especially last year, Hilton really got struck with the injury bug. He played through an injury uh, in 2018, but 2019 forced him to miss more games than he played. And that is not what we've seen out of T.Y. Hilton. We think he's going to – hopefully he can stay healthy. We also know, obviously, the Colts upgraded at quarterback, so we think – Vertical passing game is going to improve as well. What are your guys' thoughts? Where do you stand on Hilton right now? Yeah, when healthy, you know, to your point, T.Y., he's a top 24 wide receiver in fantasy. So, um, and really that's like a wide receiver too from that standpoint. Um, So, in terms of your leagues and your drafts, if you can land T.Y. as your wide receiver two or even wide receiver three, I would try to land him at the third spot. You're definitely in great shape. So, again, it's all about can you stay healthy, can you stay on the field, but – um, T.Y., you know, he's the leader. He's the veteran, not only within that position group, but within the entire team. So, Yeah, man. And I'll piggyback off Vic, man. ADP and ECR, you can really get T.Y. as your wide receiver three, man. And, and that is perfect because as long as he's healthy, man, he's schemed and he's involved in that offense, man. He's just getting a little older. That's the only concern for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a little older, get a little banged up. But besides that, man, he's he's great to have on a team, man, pretty consistent. Yeah, and it certainly has to be good for a fantasy perspective to hear the Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, go out and say, this offense runs through T.Y. I think that has to be great to hear. Um, let's, let's move over to another receiver. Um, that, uh, you know, you talk about Naheem Hines having speed. This is another guy who has tremendous speed. And also, similar to Hilton, struggled through some injuries last year. Paris Campbell out of Ohio State. I mean, when seeing him on the field, and we didn't see him a ton last year, I mean, he was explosive. You think of that Pittsburgh game and some other moments in the season where when Paris Campbell got the football, he was the fastest player on the field. What are your thoughts on Paris Campbell? If he can stay healthy, where do you think he stands from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, if he can stay healthy, for me, his ceiling is wide receiver three. Um, His floor is wide receiver four. Um, So wide receiver three is top, you know, 36 wide receiver. But, you know, we we saw even last year, we saw some flashes, so – uh, he averaged five yards per target. So that tells me the coach wanted to put the ball in his hands right away and let him uh, create. 
and he, he and he also was even involved in the uh, run game as well. So he'll even get some carries out of the backfield, and he can even get some special teams work too. So I know Nine Himes, you know, he runs back a lot of those punts, but sometimes we'll see Camel back there as well. So Paris is very dynamic. Um, so again, if he can stay healthy, you know, sky's limit for him as well. This is almost like his second coming out party. Yeah. yeah. This is a guy that when he was healthy, they forced him the ball many different ways. And you want your players in real life and in fantasy to get forced the ball, man. That's, that's always good. Just opportunity is awesome. So. Yeah. And Campbell was taken in the second round in the 2019 draft. Another second round pick wide receiver the Colts made this year, Michael Pittman. Now he's a little bit bigger and a little bit different body type than some of these other Colts receivers. He's 6'4", 225. What are your thoughts on Campbell and what impact he can have? Obviously, we feel like potentially in the red zone, he has a tremendous opportunity to score a lot. Vic, can I go? Can yeah, I go ahead. Go? Take that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look. Hey, a couple years ago, Mike Williams was supposed to have a breakout season. He ended up having double-digit touchdowns from Phillip Rivers. Mm -hmm. You get another guy, 6'4", like you said, he's big. Red zone threat. None of the other pass-down catching backs are built like him. Not even really no. the tight ends are that that big of red zone. You know, you think of Jack Doyle. He's a run, sit down on his, you know, on his, in his spot and, and catch the ball. But this guy is built for those red zone targets, man. And if you ask me at the end of the year who I think would lead the Colts in touchdowns, even in his rookie year, I would probably just tell you, hey, it's going to be Michael Pittman. Yeah. So I like that. From the pass down catchers, not everybody leading. But mm -hmm. after the pass catchers, Michael Pittman's built for that. So I love some Michael Pittman this year. Yeah. I mean, just to add on to that, coming out of USC, so we had a 100 – catch season, thousand yard season, double digit touchdown. So he's very capable. Um, so yeah, I like that. Yeah. And he doesn't drop the football, which is huge. I mean, that's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, I think he dropped what four or five passes his entire career at USC. Whole career. So, I mean, that's insane. So we think yeah. Michael Pittman certainly primed to have potentially a good year, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um, another receiver, the Colts leading receiver last year, we think he has a potential. I honestly think to start the year, if, if Pittman's not fully ready and fully, ingrained in this offense maybe Zach Pascal could be the wide receiver number two for the Colts to start the season I mean he's still a young player he was pretty productive last year given the lack of production from the Colts passing game what are your thoughts on a guy like Zach Pascal? yeah I mean we saw what he did last year stepping up you know for that wide receiver room when guys went down so you know even during the fantasy playoffs he stepped up for you made some plays for you um, I believe like week 13 or week 14 so He's capable. Um, he's shown he can handle that production. He can handle the load. Um, I have him as a 3A and 3B between him and Pittman. But, of course, he has the edge given he's the veteran. He's been around. So, he's very familiar. Yeah, I mean, I like what he did last year. And he you could throw him into your flex wide receiver two a lot last year for some weeks, a good stretch. My only issue is, you know, you already have the veteran there. You invested the second-round pick in Paris, you know, last year. So, why invest another second round pick in Pittman when clearly you have a guy that showed well in your offense and you still go get Pittman. And he's just, I feel like he's going to play because he's the opposite of all the other pass down catching backs. You know, I'm not saying Paris T Y and Pascal are the same, but no, them three are nowhere near what Pittman is. So Pittman will see the field because he offers something different than the other three do. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, let's move on to the tight ends. So this group, um, not as flashy, not as well-known as the other positions potentially in this Colts offense. But the Colts did add a little bit of talent to their tight end room. Um, and we'll start with the guy you mentioned earlier. Uh, he's been the Colts starter for years now, Jack Doyle. 
Jack Doyle has been a consistent pass catcher. Seems like it's been a long time. I think he signed with the Colts in like 2013 or something like that. And he's just consistently been a very solid tight end. But from a fantasy perspective, where does he sit for you guys? Go ahead, Doc. First of all, I just want to tell you, I talked about Jack Doyle some weeks ago, and I was like, man, he got to be old, and he's exactly me and Vic's age. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> bro, that's crazy. <laughs> but now, nah, look, in PPR, man, he, he's a Mr. Reliable tight end. He's going to – as long as he's healthy, he's involved. They, they scheme him to where he gets some easy passes. He catches them all. Nothing flashy, no big plays. He's not going to give you double-digit touchdowns, but – if I wanted to end my season in four-point PPR with 60 catches, he flirts with it. It's not going to be sexy, but he'll get it because he's involved. So um, I, I've been taking Jack Doyle in a lot of different places late because it doesn't cost anything, man. What about yeah. you, Vic? Yeah, well, first, shout-out to Jack. I actually played against him in high school. So Jack was at Cathedral. I was at Arlington. They uh, came through, kicked our ass, of course. But, uh, <laughs> hey, but hey, he's a coach now, so it's, it's all good. He's a coach, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely like Jack Doyle. Um, I think he's a, he's a great option um, to have, even as a streaming option. Um, so, of course, with the tight end position, we're usually looking at the top seven. Um, but Jack Doyle could definitely finish as a top 12, you know, tight end in uh, PPR and fantasy. So, um, I even like Trey, Trey Burton. I mean, we saw what Ebron did coming in his first year, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. with the coach putting up that Pro Bowl season. I think Trey could be another sneaky play just coming in. And, you know, he's faster. Of course, he's not as tall and not as big. But um, just given that, you know, Trey is another guy you definitely want to stash as well. Yeah, Trey Burton. Frank Reich has been on record saying he is one of the best route-running tight ends in football. Where do you think that stands for him, though, in fantasy perspective? Because, I mean, you got Jack Doyle, who we know is Mr. Consistent. We saw even when Eric Ebron was with the Colts, Jack Doyle was majorly outsnapping him. Where yeah. do you sit for Trey Burton this season? Man, Vic, you going? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I got him definitely, like, top 20. And But, again, for me, I just have to see how does he actually fit in and how is he utilized. So, um, coming in year one, you know, it, it's kind of like a lot of unknown, especially for us not having any insider information. But um, but we can't go off history. I mean, it can be done. We saw what Ebron did with his first year with the Colts. So, we could be optimistic. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's let's talk about some sleepers, guys. Let's talk about some Colts sleepers for you or maybe just sleepers in general for fantasy football this year. Vic, I'll let you go first. Who is your sleeper this year? Hey, well, for me, the uh, Colts defense. Um, so they were the number 13 defense in fantasy. And, of course, that's not, a, you know, at least for the Colts, it's not a sexy name in fantasy football. But, of course, for us, we're all over the Colts. We know what we have. Yeah. Uh, we just revamped that front or at least that D-line. And, of course, we got the, uh, you know, with the linebackers with uh, Darius Leonard and, you know, um, Walker, I forgot his first name. I'm, I'm spacing right now. Anthony you Walker. Did. Anthony Walker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but overall, with that front seven, you know, that's going to take the pressure off our secondary. So I know our secondary lacked a little bit last year, but we brought in, you know, some veterans um, to help, you know, with that. So given that front seven, I'm expecting the Colts defense to have a top 10 performance. Yeah, it certainly was weird last year in certain moments in fantasy football. I'm like, am I really going to pick up the Colts defense right now? I <laughs> yeah. have never done that before, and it was certainly <laughs> weird to do that. But, yeah, they were a very good group. Uh, there were certain games, obviously, where they struggled. But overall, there were some really good games for them last year. So I really like that pick a lot, Vic. Yeah, and even for the people who play in independent defensive leagues, I mean, Darius Leonard is usually like the first defensive player off the board, too. So he's a yeah. tackling machine, as we already know. Yeah, and a turnover machine too, man. Like, yeah. I mean, he had, what, five interceptions last year, didn't play all 16 games. He obviously forces fumbles. I mean, he's everywhere on the field. So, Darius Leonard, 
great, great guy there to pick up. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking? All right. So look, Oh, wait, are we going to my sleeper? Yeah. Go for I'm, it. I'm yes, overly sir. excited. I'm sorry. I was excited <laughs> to talk some more about Naheem Hines, man. It just look, he, I don't think he could do what Austin Eckler did because Austin Eckler was actually on the field, not just on third downs. I feel like Naheem Hines will, he'll, he'll play a lot of third downs. I think our receiving core is too good to try to flirt with him doing any kind of slot stuff because Austin Eckler flirted with some slot stuff last year, but Naheem Hines is still going to catch a lot of passes. You, you throw him out there on third downs, man, and Phillip will go into straight panic mode and just dink it straight to his running back. He Just like he doesn't see anybody else, he'll just dink it to his running back and just be like, hey, make a play. So I really see so much in that in Naheem Hines, man, because that's, that's what they use him for. He's a straight pass catching back. And you got a quarterback who favors that. So that's my favorite guy in PPR, man, because like I said, he's pretty much free in PPR leagues too. So I like those guys that you don't have to really put no investment in. That could, that could turn up that investment for you. Absolutely. I have one more question for you guys. So from a fantasy perspective, which player do you think is going to be overdrafted by a lot of people that's on the Colts? I know we don't like to talk about this as fans, but who do you think is going to be overdrafted and maybe the production won't match where they're picked at? Whew. You want to take that one, Dot, first? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got to think. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll – I'll say it. I don't care what happened in this past year. I'm going with our veteran. This is the only reason why I'm going with our veteran. If Paris is completely healthy and Pittman done learned that offense and got it down packed, we're bringing in Trey Burton, who is a great receiving tight end, not just Jack Doyle out there. And we got Jonathan Taylor running the ball. And Phillip, is, he's a change of pace back compared to what uh, Brissett was. Brissett? I don't I gotta look that up how how often he threw it in the back out the backfield. But uh TY, man, he might be the guy to have to come down on some production because we do have a lot of talent around him now. Like a lot of it. And I'm, and I'm excited about all these guys who we're talking about. So something gotta give. Everybody can't just have great fantasy seasons or Phillip Rivers is gonna be a top five QB. So Probably T.Y. because I don't think nobody else has no major investments where I think their ADPs are like that. Sure. All right. Now I'm ready for the pop quiz. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, For me, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be taking a little bit higher um, and and may disappoint some only because, again, we still got Marlon Mack. He's a veteran. You know, he's 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 a good running back, so he's very capable. Um, But I will say this. um, I do think we can have two thousand yard rushers out of that backfield. I mean, that only requires Mac and Taylor to both have 63 yards a game. Of course, there'll be, there'll be some games where, you know, they'll exceed that. And then there'll be some games where they don't meet that. So I, I do think, uh, you know, Taylor and Mac and Marlon Mack can both establish themselves as 2000 yard rushers, given the coach for fifth and in, in, in rushing attempts last year. So the volume's there. Marlon yeah. Mack going to have to do it in eight weeks. You got eight weeks to do it, it, man. Yeah, but hopefully with Taylor being there, you know, that that takes a load off and, Mm. you know, let's call it load management. So we'll we'll see that basketball term. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much, Vic and Alec. I really appreciate you guys coming on, talking some Colts football. Man, we'll have to do it again sometime, especially when the season gets rolling, but I appreciate you guys. All day, man. We appreciate you. 
Yeah, thanks for having us on. And uh, for the listeners, you know, you can catch us at Dynasty Bros FF. That's our Twitter. Yes. Um, that's our main page. And, you know, at Dynasty Bro Vic and also at Dynasty Bro Dot. So, yeah, get some more fantasy content. Yeah, and where, the, where can they listen to you guys at as well? Everywhere you can stream a podcast at, baby. So Apple, Spotify. Man, I'm, I'm sounding like our commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. if you guys like what you heard, be sure to check them out. I really, really appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right, thanks for having us on. Peace. Yep, see ya.